0: welcome to the ramcast the podcast version of ram tv if you want to see the video version of this podcast be sure to check out our youtube or facebook channels where you can subscribe and follow us ram tv works in partnership with valley studios a production company designed to bring entertainment to all facets of the internet sit back relax and enjoy ramcast
1: da 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 welcome home.
0: Was that Final Fantasy?
1: Yeah, the only fanfare I could tell. Works for me. So how was it?
0: It sounded exactly like Final Fantasy. Good Not job. that.
1: Your vacation.
0: What vacation?
1: Oh, let's see here. You return from a plane trip with luggage.
0: In uniform. Yeah,
1: so you get the free upgrade to first class. I get it. Sounds like a vacation to me.
0: Who would wear a uniform just so they can get free stuff?
1: Yeah, that's... That's a good question. Who would do something like that?
0: Zach, do you have one of my uniforms?
1: No. Zach,
0: tell me. Fine,
1: I do. So what?
0: Why? What good does it even do you? You don't have a body, man.
1: Well, I certainly don't use it to get free stuff, if that's what you're insinuating.
0: Zach! Why? Look,
1: not all of us fit comfortably in economy seating on planes, okay?
0: No one fits comfortably in economy seating on planes. That's like part of the whole experience, man!
1: Fine. Put it back. Take your stupid uniform. Thank you. So you're doing the show dressed like that?
0: No, why would I?
1: Well, they say a man in uniform turns heads.
0: Your point?
1: Do the show in the uniform and maybe we'll get more views.
0: Zach, I want you to think for a second about that and what you just said.
1: Logic stands. No,
0: it doesn't.
1: Fine, go change so we can start already.
0: Alright, man. Psst.
1: We give you a review of Netflix's Defenders.
0: Did you say something
1: to me? No. Season 7 of Game of Thrones comes to a close, and all the details for the new iPhone are finally here. And Aaron does any things.
0: Zach, who are you talking to? You're
1: watching Ram TV? Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, come on!
0: Netflix is a known source for some great Marvel hero shows. Well, Zack watched all 4 Netflix Marvel series from start to finish, and he's actually been looking forward to the series that finally brings them all together. Join Zack now as he reviews Marvel's latest Netflix series,
1: Defenders. Hey kids, so I actually changed my focus on this video, and I did it without running it by Aaron. So if I'm not here next week, it's because he killed me, and you should send flowers to my widowed wife. Assuming it keeps me around, here's the deal, I just can't do a proper review of Defenders listing all that I liked and disliked in one video, at least not without making it far longer than my time constraint allows. So I'm moving this into two parts, what I disliked, and what I liked with a final verdict, in that order. Also, for time, these are overall thoughts, not really an episode for episode breakdown. So without wasting any more time, here's just what I didn't like about Marvel's latest Netflix series, The Defenders. Oh, and as always, WARNING! There are EXTREME spoilers in this review. I will have spoilers both verbal and visual. Turn it off now if you don't want anything ruined. Thank you. Firstly, I don't mind the overall plot. In fact, I really like it. The hand is pulling out all the stops and coming out full force to reach their ultimate goal. Immortality. What I hated, however, was the way the writers keep going back against already established laws within the Marvel world for the sake of dialogue or action. What I mean is... Here are the heroes. Blind martial artist who can essentially use dolphin sonar, taste the air to see if someone is bleeding, and hear neon pumping through signs. Giant man who's part shellfish with unbreakable bulletproof skin and Herculean strength. Oh, and has been shot by space bullets. A living weapon who literally punched a dragon to death. And snarky, haphazard alcoholic also with Herculean strength and the power to be a competent private investigator whenever the plot calls for it. Despite these truths, along with the fact that they referenced several times living through the alien invasion of New York City, you hear this sort of thing way too much.
2: Alright, I'm done with this
3: tinfoil hat shit. Well, where are you going? I tried to hang in, guys, I really did, but whatever this guy's selling, I ain't buying.
1: Okay, I don't know how much of this I can take. This sounds insane. These or you get Jessica back. Jones' I bemoaning vigilante it. action. Tremendous. what are you talking about?
0: None of us are on police payroll. What we did back there was trespassing, aggravated assault, and vigilante
3: bullshit.
1: Only to drive a car through a Chinese restaurant minutes later. Did I say drive? I can't actually tell. She enters from so far behind the car that she either drove it from the trunk or pushed it the whole way. I bet that didn't look suspicious on the busy streets of New York. And going with the dialogue and the convenient forgetting of truths, I just can't get over this scene with Luke Cage and Iron Fist. You have the ability to change the world without getting anybody hurt.
2: These people won't be stopped that way.
3: Oh, so you're taking the war to the ones at the bottom, is that it? If I were in your shoes, I'd think twice about using that thing on people who were trying to feed their families.
1: In case you forgot, because apparently Luke Cage did, this was his idea of being careful who you use that on. You never me. I feel happy and
2: fire.
1: I also feel like we take way too long to get the heroes past the bickering over their differences phase. In fact, I don't know that we actually ever get there until maybe the very end of the show. There's also the OVERUSE of the borderline deus ex machina, where characters magically teleport wherever they were conveniently needed to be in the moment. Luke Cage was the biggest repeat offender of this, magically showing up in the boardroom where Danny Rand is ambushed with an almost comedic lack of explanation you me and when we just saw him get hauled off in front of a semi truck
2: look
3: what happened to you okay
1: stick returns from daredevil to truly carry the show for the episodes he's involved in but we really get ham-fisted when Rand gets kidnapped after Stick attempts to murder him. Honestly, that entire situation was poorly written, poorly conceived, and poorly resolved. Just a trifecta of crap. And so, help me God, no matter how many times I go back and rewatch it, I'll have to fast forward past this SHIT AWFUL explanation of how they were going to get Iron Fist to punch through the wall they needed him to. Yeah... It was nice to see supporting characters like Foggy, Karen, Malcolm, all of them return, but honestly, most of them were pointless and unimportant to anything plot-related. You really could have written them out entirely and the show wouldn't have missed anything. And finally, and this one isn't really bad at all, it's just unfortunate, the reality of being a comic fan, most people who know about Misty Knight in the comics know that she sports a wicked bionic arm. Because of this, her arm getting cut off while distracting Bakudo, it wasn't lame or forced or even anything bad. But it just didn't pull at my heartstrings like it did my wife, and that's a feeling I wished I'd gotten. It really just hit me like, ah, so that's how she's going to lose her arm in this series. If you don't agree with what I've said here, that's fine. Remember, I liked it a lot overall, and this is just the part of me that didn't like it. Intentionally, I want to end it all on a good note, so stay tuned for the second half of my Defenders review, and ultimately, what I loved about it.
0: Thanks, Zach. If you're a big fan of these Netflix series, Marvel's Punisher is the next one to land slated for later this year. Of course, Netflix isn't delivering the only popular show. HBO's Game of Thrones is doing all right. You know, it's a thing people spoil for everyone else on the internet. So let us join in on the spoiling fun. Matt's got a wrap up of the latest season plus his predictions for season eight.
3: Let's do a quick recap of where season seven ended and see how that'll all fit into the next one. And keep in mind, if you are not caught up in the series at this point, there will be spoilers about it. So the seventh season ended with Daenerys Targaryen and her faction, fully allied with Jon Snow and his northern faction, against their true enemy, the Night King and the Army of the Dead. They believe that they are in a truce with Cersei Lannister and her Lannister faction. Uh, their plan to show the southern lords that the dead do exist by capturing a undead right was very successful, albeit at the cost of one of Daenerys's dragons, Viserion. However, the truce is all a ploy by Cersei. She intends to let the other factions and the army of the dead wipe each other out with fighting, and then get the help of the Golden Company, a mercenary group in Essos, to ultimately solidify her position as the Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. This scheming has finally alienated her from her brother Jaime, who believes it is more important to face the army of the dead together, and has gone north to pledge to honor his pledge in fighting the undead. Uh, in Winterfell, the Starks are finally reunited, uh, at least the ones remaining, Sansa, Arya, and Bran. Initially, there was some discord between Sansa and Arya, uh, spurned on, of course, by everyone's favorite schemer, Peter Littlefinger Baelish, hoping to uh, cause a rift there and gain some power for himself, Ultimately, these this scheming fell apart for him, as he was finally re- revealed for the schemer he was in front of a lot of people by Sansa and Arya, and had his throat cut by Arya, ending his life and his schemes long within. Meanwhile, Sam, Samuel Tarly has left the Maester Citadel in Old Town after grabbing as much information he can about the Long Night, and has gone north to help Jon. Between his uh, readings into, Ra- into Rhaegar, Daenerys' brother's actual marriage to Lyanna Stark, as well as the help of Bronze Greensight, the two of them have deduced that Jon Snow, who was initially revealed as another bastard between Rhaegar and Lyanna, is actually a legitimate son of Rhaegar and Lyanna. His name is actually Aegon Targaryen, and he is actually the true heir to the Iron Throne. This is only a little bit awkward, as a both John and Daenerys have no knowledge of this. B John has fully pledged to support Daenerys, and C the two of them have now become somewhat intimate, which is only a little bit awkward, as Daenerys is officially John's aunt. And finally, the wall has fallen. The army of the dead, led by the Night King have broken through the wall with the little help from the now undead Viserion and have just completely destroyed the night's watch forts of each East watch as well as a large section of the wall leaving the south now wide open for them Which means the great war has now officially begun so What does this mean for season eight? What's gonna happen? Keep in mind, uh, these are my own uh, predictions for Season 8, uh, based on opinions that we have seen so far on things that have happened in the season. So, um, while well, it's safe to say that the main focus of Season 8 is probably going to be on the army of the dead. Uh, it's probably going to have a few smaller skirmishes, followed by probably a giant epic battle between the living and the dead that is going to take place in Winterfall of all locations. because. The series started in Winterfell, it makes sense that it would end in Winterfell. Uh, Cersei's ultimate plan to take over the Westeros uh, initially will gain some ground, but will no doubt end up falling apart, probably due to the fact that Jaime is on his way to Daenerys and her faction right now. We'll probably end up telling them everything, and Cersei will definitely die in this season, because, let's face it, she's had it coming for a while. It makes sense. Uh, as to how she will die, will she die in fighting, will someone just kill her off randomly? Uh, could be a lot of ways that it could happen, it could even be her own brother that kills her off. Uh, it's hard, it's difficult to say at this point, but she's definitely going to die. Uh, Daenerys is probably going to be the one sitting on the Iron Throne, or at least some Targaryen will be sitting on the Iron Throne. It will not be Jon, I know for a fact he has no interest in ruling, and even if it is revealed to him that he is the true heir, he'll probably just uh, step down in favor of Daenerys. Or, it is possible that Daenerys may actually gain a son this season, as we saw both her and Jon becoming intimate. It has been stated that uh, the tw- that while Daenerys cannot have children, uh, she has tried with lesser men, but Jon himself has the blood of the dragon in him, so... This may actually wind up getting a somewhat official Tigarian heir, unless I'll bet in a very strange, awkward, intimate manner. <laughs> um, John himself is probably going to die in this season as well. Uh, sad of me to say that, he's one of the most popular characters on the show, but, you know, let's face it, this is Game of Thrones, likable characters don't always survive. He'll probably end up go out fighting the Night King, or at least some lute- go out fighting in general or else he'll survive and just step down. It's one of those two possibilities. Um, Bran himself, his green sight, will probably be a big help in discerning the weakness of the Night King. And uh, Daenerys will probably lose another one of her dragons in the process. Uh, not Drogon, Drogon's too cool to lose. It'll probably be the other dragon, Rhaegal. He'll probably end up dying finding his undead brother Viserion now. Um, what else is, there? oh yeah. Uh, Theon will end up rescuing his sister Yar from the clutches of his insane uncle Euron, and they'll either go down fighting Euron, or succeed in overthrowing him and taking the Iron Islands. Um, As well as, we can probably expect everyone who has made an appearance in the show, and who's still alive at this point, to ultimately make at least one final appearance at some point in this season. It's unfortunately very hard to predict who's going to end up surviving till the end, Uh, we know for, I know for a fact that the army of the dead will be trunched and the living will reign over Westeros and the world again, but who will die along the way is hard to say as season seven had so many twists and turns and made it impossible to predict.
0: Thanks Matt. The current rumor is Game of Thrones season eight won't air until 2019, but hold your nerd rage. Each of the six episodes is rumored to be the length of a feature film. How long exactly that means? means remains to be seen but at least 80 minutes to two hours and Game of Thrones isn't the only thing getting something new the new iPhone is on the way what can you expect well Ray may have some of the answers
2: We may have more information about how the iPhone is supposed to function day to day with this all screen front and with no home button you know on phone device let me explain so if you have an iPad iOS 11 which is coming out this fall Will introduce a new dock to your iPad and it will make it a lot better at multitasking and getting to your apps, your most frequently used apps, you know, every time you use your iPad. Now, I've been beta testing iOS 11 all summer for Apple, and let me just do a little presentation. So, if I have Firefox open right now, I could swipe up and this dock will be the same no matter where I go. I could swipe up from anything on. My iPad and I will see this dock if I want to quickly switch, you know. I did that to show the multitasking, but just go like that, and you'll see the apps just show up underneath, uh, just on top and below of the current app being used. But if you're supposed to swipe up all the way, this goes to the new multitasking view, with the control center on the side and the dock ever-present. This is how the iPhone 8 is supposed to function with the all screen front, and of course, The iPad, of course, has a home button, but reportedly there's going to be like a bar underneath the dock, and that will function as a return to home, or, yeah, return to home button for the iPhone 8. Again, this is not confirmed just yet. This is just from what sources have been saying, and this is coming from a very credible source. Michael Gurman, who used to be an I 5 Mac, and he is known for his very reliable sources within the Apple industry within the Apple uh, process sorry my dog is here she doesn't want to talk <laughs> sorry um so yeah the iPhone 8 we don't know if September 12 is a date after all Apple has not invited the press to any event at all I just don't know I'm getting ready for September twelfth to possibly you know fan out for the iPhone 8 and in other, in other news regarding tech is Uber has a new CEO Dada Dara Shahi, is now the new Uber CEO, he used to be the CEO of Expedia, of course the travel website, and he's now taking over a company that has seen its fair share of criticism and scandals really since the beginning of the year when that one blog post pretty much challenged Silicon Valley and sexism in general and called out Uber. For their toxic environments when it regards to women and the workplace. So, really, I don't really have too much news this week. You know, I talked about the Fitbit Ionic on my Tiny RAM, and there hasn't been a lot of news coming out uh, that's really worth talking about. But I didn't want to talk about the iPhone, so yeah, hopefully, you all have a good rest of your week. Maybe by the time I film next week, we may have an, an invite. of September chop and if that happens then I'm gonna recap everything I know about the iPhone 8 alright see y'all later
0: bye thanks Ray well let's mosey into our next new release heading our way in just a very short while the gaming community will be jumping into quite possibly one of the most anticipated games of this year Destiny 2 the game that comes from Halo creators Bungie and this time they're promising not to do their fans dirty so Let's do a quick recap so any newcoming players are up to snuff. We'll also talk about what we can expect with the new game, plus the layout release plan. First, backstory for the new players. In the very distant future, a giant moon called the Traveler pulls a Jesus on you and brings you back from the dead using the power of the light. A little robot wakes you up, introducing itself as your ghost. I know, it's a new and technological world out there. You, now, as one of the few 30 million Guardians chosen to help protect the Traveler from the darkness. What's the darkness, you ask? Hell, who actually knows? As a Guardian, you're powered by the light. That's what gives you the ability to use your special skills. Also, your attack and defense are based on your light level, which you can change with your gear. Congratulations! You've made it to the post-endgame here, where now you just grind for new and better gear. What have you accomplished story-wise? No one actually knows Bungie forgot to give Destiny 1 a story. Now comes Destiny 2. Here's what we know. The Cabal attack because they're mad that despite their incredibly large bodies, their heads are smaller than ours. They destroy Earth's last great city. So, you know, there goes the neighborhood. And they seal the Traveler in a shield, cutting us off from the light. So... We lose our powers, our sanity from the hundreds of hours we spent to marginally increase in light level and, thank God, our annoying sidekick. After taking us from our godlike status, we're kicked off a ship and plummet to what the cabal assume is our certain death. (laughs) Ha! Think again, you tiny-headed nincompoops. Our goal as one of the, I'm assuming, several million surviving guardians, rebuild Earth's foothold and set the Traveler free. Now, I know you're thinking, but Aaron, if we're cut off from the light, what is our end goal now without a light gear level? Bungie got original with this. It's called power. Now, Let's talk about some of the actual changes. First, weapon sets. It's no longer a primary special and heavy weapon. You now have a kinetic, energy, and power weapon. The first two sections have the same kind of weapons. Auto rifles, hand cannons, submachine gun, scout rifles, possibly a couple others. The difference is energy weapons will deal elemental damage from arc, solar, or void. Power weapons, however, include things like shotguns, grenade launchers, sniper rifles, and swords, all which generally also do elemental damage. Other changes include a new community hub called The Farm. There you can meet up with friends, play soccer, chase some chickens, you know, farm stuff. But one of the biggest changes I'm seeing is in The Crucible, moving from a 6v6 to 4v4, and it adds a couple of different game types. Destiny 2 is also getting something I think will be, hopefully, very useful. The guided game systems. The new system will help solo players link up with clans to tackle the most challenging things in the game, such as raids, nightfall strikes, and Trials of Osiris. Destiny 2 right now can be preloaded on all consoles, and it will be a rolling midnight release. You can start playing at midnight September 6th in your country. Here in the U.S., that means servers unlock at midnight Eastern time. Nightfall Strikes will be available as soon as the game rolls out. The first raid will kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern on September 13th, and Trials will launch at the same time on September 15th. The Guided Game Systems beta will kick off September 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern. The full system in all its glory will be September 26th, and again, that's at 1 p.m. Eastern. Do
3: it for the tower and the ramen shops. Do it for the loot they've taken from us. But most importantly, do it for the puppies!
0: We do have links below to Amazon if you haven't ordered your copy of Destiny 2 yet and would like to that's going to do it for us here at Ram TV. We hope you enjoyed your adventure through the geekdom with us. Be sure to hit the like, subscribe, and bell buttons. And please, please, please don't forget to share us. Leave your comments below. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we discuss, plus any story ideas you think we should cover or anything you think we just missed the boat on. Be sure to check out our GoFundMe and Patreon pages. There you can donate and become the driving force for Ram TV and Valley Studios. Speaking of, um, I'm also going to leave a link to Valley's newest animation creation, Chucky Chicken. Don't forget, we're also now in podcast format, so you can now take us on the road. You can download us at Anchor or iTunes. If you do it at iTunes, be sure to leave a five star review and comment so we can reach the new and noteworthy status. Join us every day for a Tiny Ram and every Sunday ish for another Ram TV. Do you, Ram?